What's up? So this is Joe. It's Jordan. ADM shift. ADM shift. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> um, what's up, dude? Oh man, what it's a, not good. <laughs> when you not suck that, wind in what the a wind. what a week though. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. Uh, from uh, the heinous immigration policies to. Uh, I guess what I just found out this morning with Melania's jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, uh, you know, that's why I wore this shirt, actually. <laughs> Injustice for all. Yeah. Folks, Joe's wearing a Metallica shirt that says Injustice for all. It's one of the greatest metal albums of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's been a, it's been a kind of a crazy week. Yeah. Um, it's very sobering, very somber, I think. Um, I mean, I went to LA last Thursday. I came back on Monday. How was that? It was cool. Went for a friend's wedding. Um, shout out to my friend Sophia that that got married last year, but is celebrating it and had a little reception <laughs> this year. Whoa, reception a year? <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was nice. It was very nice. Yeah, it must have been epic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jets flying by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, coming back from it, and then starting the week off like that, right? Especially since you, I was only getting like the, um, the bits of it here and there. Like I wasn't actively paying attention to it, right? Right. I know it really started sometime last week. I mean, real. I mean, the actual uh, family separations that started long before that, right? But the actual images coming out of these detention right, centers. Right, all the pictures of, like, yeah. kids in cages. Yeah, that started coming out within, like, the last, like, week and a half or so. So I wasn't actively paying attention to it as much as I probably should have. Right. But ultimately, I, it really, it really started uh, boiling over, I think, for me in the last uh, few days. Um, and on Monday night, as, this is going to be a really weird thing to bring up in the podcast, um, my friends had messaged me about the shooting of this rapper XXX ten days ten I still can't pronounce his name. XXX I have no idea who you're talking uh extension uh a valiant effort. Yeah. Um you know it's funny I was talking talking to someone about it once about how I have a hard time pronouncing his name. Um in any event, uh that in itself became like a micro Twitter debate because um his music had been removed from Spotify or it had been replaced on, you know, that whole thing with Spotify where if someone's like problematic, they, right. They'll keep your music on there, but they won't like, they like hide it. They hide it. (laughs) Yeah. Spotify basement. (laughs) Yeah. So he was one of those artists that, um, was flagged for that. And because people, there's some people that were just like RIP. Um, he he knew a lot of people in the industry that supported him. Um, there were a lot of, uh, Warners on Twitter, but a lot of people also highlight the fact that he, you know, was an abusive person, and at, at the and all this by the age of twenty, right? You know, and then he got killed, right? So that's kind of how I I kind of started the like when I got back from Los Angeles. That's why I kind of came into like you know started the week off um, hearing about. You on, gotta, like, on take top, a breather, dude. Yeah, <laughs> on top of on top of like on top of the stuff related to the child separ- uh the family separations. Right. So you know, it kind of casts like a you know, a dark cloud over the week. Right. Um you know, and 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 then I mean, granted like I you know, I haven't really been paying attention to as much of that guy's death as other people have, but I've been paying attention to a lot more about the to the family separation issues, right? Um, and even reading some of the comments from people I know who you would consider on the right, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's alarming. Uh, it's insanely alarming. Um, and I don't know. I haven't. I can't. I haven't felt that way since uh, Charlottesville. Right. I feel like we're just like two schmoes <laughs> from New York talking about this, but in the end, it's like. It, I mean, what they're doing is disgusting, man. You can't just, you know, they're putting kids in cages and 
you know, treating them like, you know, it's uh, when I saw those photos, it reminded me of like, you know, like a yeah, concentration camp right? or, or, or camp. even like, a, you know, like when you go to like adopt a dog at like a kennel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those yeah. kinds of like, conditions. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how do you keep human beings in those conditions? Right. And then just like the the way most of the administration is just kind of like blowing it off is just like mind boggling to me. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. It's right. disgusting, man. It is disgusting, and I think we're we're slowly moving towards like these conditions changing, but um, not fast enough. Man. Yeah, and you know the thing with Charlottesville is that a lot of bad stuff happened, but there was like as messed up as it's gonna sound, there were people that were able to find some type of humor in it. Right. Um. Primarily before people getting killed, right, or people getting abused or getting, right. But there was that like some people were like clowning on the fact that these, these um, alt right bros or these uh, 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 neo Nazi dudes were like wearing tucked in polos and tiki had tiki torches. Right, you know? Even right. even now to this day, you say tiki torch has a different meaning. Right. Yeah. You know, like it has. A, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm even laughing at that because that's just the notion that you you know marched on a college campus with a tiki torch as a symbol <laughs> right. of 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 uh, white male hegemony is kind of a funny way to think about it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> as if tiki bars weren't already an example of that <laughs> in, 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 in shitty parts of the country. Right. Um, but there's zero. There's nothing about keeping children in cages that anyone can find remotely like I, I don't know I don't think I don't even think Trevor Noah could find anything right right this is like you laughable know, about that you know it's just I I mean you know we're we're you know it's disgusting. We, yeah, we it's, know it is. Most, dude, of, so most of us know it is. I hope, like, our listeners do, because if you don't, you're probably listening to the wrong show. Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, Wait, this isn't a right-wing podcast? <laughs> They're like, huh? But, but he keeps talking about only the strongest. <laughs> but I love that Jordan guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your fan base is weird, Jordan. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you look at the metrics map, and it's like all the red spots are in like you know Diker Heights, Heights and Hurst, College your, Point, around your house, right. <laughs> places where they film Blue Bloods. <laughs> Damn, Blue Bloods is just getting it on this show. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I don't want to like beat the dead horse here, and like you know, we don't need to keep it. So so somber so early, but uh, it's disgusting. We uh, we uh, we in no way support that, and we want to see a change. No, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let's uh, start, you know, writing our congressmen and whoever we need to write to, you know, uh, change this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What else we got? <laughs> let's see. So I heard you watched. Uh, Jurassic World, Ooh, Fallen, yeah. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. My mind wanted to forget it so much, I wasn't even gonna bring it up. <laughs> I think I think the funny part to me, outside of everything you described to me the other day, right, was is the fact that it's called Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even like, get the I'm title. I'm still trying to like wrap my mind. Like, did you think having like a really um hyper, like a hyperbolic like title was gonna make it like more intriguing? Right, to people? right, right, right. It was like it's very it's much been like, falling since the first Jurassic Park, <laughs> dogs. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom's been down for a long time. We, uh, we, uh, so like uh, we being my brother and I, Mike, uh, who's been on the podcast. We um, went to see it. We saw a press screening. And, like, we came out and we were immediately like, all right, so, like, they've officially... And, I mean, I guess you can say this from the last one, from Jurassic, the first Jurassic World. But, like, the Jurassic Park series has become, like, Fast and the Furious or, uh, like, the Transformers movies. And to be honest, that title should have been the indicator, right? Like, what was, like, wasn't one of the uh, uh, Transformers, like, you know, Transformers, Knights of the Fallen, or some yeah, yeah. stupid name like that. So, like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, that name should have been the king, the, the you know, the, the, the first indicator that this is where we were going. But the movie is just so... You knew the minute what Mark Wahlberg ended up in the Transformers series. You knew exactly where <laughs> exactly, this series was right. going. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I've pretty much hated every Transformers movie. Like, the first one, 
I, I was not a fan of, but I could at least you know, you know, say I, there were some entertaining moments. Yeah, I'm I think not, I think the first one, like, it's funny because, you know, we often talk about 2007 being a very pivotal year that people don't really recognize right. in terms of film. Transformers, as weird as it sounds, was in some ways, like, a part of that. Not necessarily, like, in, in like, a good way, but right. certainly not in, like, the worst way. I mean, at the time, uh, I can't... Yeah, we weren't... Re- like, there were the the studios weren't really pushing those type of like reboots per se. I mean, this is like the first of its kind. I think in, in a while in which like you had something that was like retro drunk from like the eighties right. that got that type of like you know money and attention. Yeah, you know, and and you know, like you know, I say what you want. Actually, say whatever you want about Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> but Please. like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed watching it. I, I remember one of the criticisms that a lot of people had about it was that you couldn't see what the hell was going on most of the movie, right. which is true. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, enjoying it. I didn't come out of it, like, hating the movie. It, was, it wasn't until we got to, like, the second one right. that I was like, oh, boy. I, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I was just not a fan right from the first one. But I could admit that the first one at least has moments. And, uh, you know, I know I may catch shit for this now, but, like, Shia LaBeouf is, like, not bad in that yeah, first he's really one. not. He's, he's like, really not. Because really this not. was before he became, like, a real douche. So, like, it was, like, it, it was, like, he he was still somewhat Before he was in uh, Nymphomaniac Part 1. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about a movie I couldn't get through. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was like, the only one that couldn't get through it either. <laughs> I've never watched part two either. No, 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 you, you can. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, so what? basically, like, what happened with, like, Transformers is that it just kept trying to, like, one-up itself, right? I, I know. And, 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 I know, I know. and the weird thing with Fast and the Furious is that it was awful through, like, the first four, and then, like, five was the first one to really not take itself seriously, and it was, like, way over the top, and it was, like, kind of entertaining. So, like, but th- but then it just fell back into that circle again, and now we need to keep one-upping each other, and right. it, they right. just got bad again. So it was, like, and this is what's happened with Jurassic Park. It's literally, like, everything needs to, like, one up the last one, you know? So, yeah. like, oh, we took it here in the last one, so, like, this genetically modified dinosaur, so, like, now we're going to have another one plus, you know? And then every scene is just, like, dinosaurs. Like, so, like, one of, one of my biggest problems with the film is that, dude, it builds no tension, right? Like, if you think about, like, the first Jurassic Park, right? Think about that T-Rex scene. Think about that raptor scene, right? And how tension is built. It's, it's not a lot of, like dinosaurs crashing through stuff. It's a lot of like people hiding and the dinosaurs searching and trying to find them and so on. None of that. It's it's like literally just like dinosaurs ripping through stuff and no tension is built. But I will say this. Uh, J.A. Bayona, who's the the filmmaker, the director, he's made some incredible films like early in his career. So there are little glimpses of like him there. Because it's right, like right. he was working with an awful script. There was like not much he can do. But there are these little, little glimpses where you're like, okay, that was like kind of entertaining. Like that, that worked. There's like this moment where he like lingers on a brontosaurus that's kind of like tragic. And you're just like, all right, that was him. <laughs> but I'm like, that- I'm, I'm like ingesting and like, I'm like internally. Like, like letting letting what you just said to I me kinda, marinate right now. I kind of want you to see this movie and report back to me. Man. There's, there's part of me that's just like I should save my money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get you into some kind of screening for this thing. I think you need to see this and report back. Jesus Christ! Uh, um, listen, for, for the sake of the 8 a.m. shift and the shifters, you need to give them your insights, Jordan. But no, it's uh, the movie was awful. I'm yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not sorry. The movie it, sucked. It's it's funny. It's funny because if you look at the history of it like Spielberg had this amazing way of of really like you know like you said the tension and the suspense was incredible in the first one you know I had there were scenes where just the velociraptors would be breathing on a window and like you were like alert you know and I and and now it's like to the point where um it's like everything I see in a in a trailer for a new Jurassic, for Jurassic World is right. it's like the gang's all here, you know. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it's like th- that that giant whale dinosaur. Oh yeah, is yeah probably yeah. back again. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, actually, um, 
it, the opening of the film like deals with him with that whale dinosaur. No, no, but I will say that's like one like the opening. I was like, all right, like that was kind of like he does a good job in in creating this like tension in there in the opening of the film. Where I was like, all right, maybe we're in for like not necessarily a ride, but a better film. And then it just like the script is like there's, there's just no help. There's literally. An island exploding and dinosaurs were all running towards the water behind Chris Pratt. Like, you can't help that, man. You can't save that. Don't tell me. Something happens. They're surrounded by some type of water. There's a little bit of trembling. And all of a sudden, that whale dinosaur com- comes up and, like, eats something, right? Uh, and, and then and then there's, like, some type of, like, some type of um, expo- like ex- expositional ex- exchange between, like, two characters. And then that that that's used to like move them towards like doing something that's gonna like contribute to them being on an island that's exploding. <laughs> you're you're almost a hundred percent right. <laughs> you're you're like you're. I don't, that doesn't make sense. But you're like eighty five percent right. <laughs> I was like I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's the eight a.m. shift. It's early and I'm tired. <laughs> Another big issue that Mike and I had is so like there's this like big reveal at the end of. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or whatever it is and literally like when you see this like whatever's gonna happen when you see it like earlier in the film we immediately like knew what what it was gonna be like what this reveal was gonna be like Mike and I like looked at each other and we we like like basically said it to each other and then at the end of the movie when it's like this big reveal I'm like I've known this since like 25 minutes into the movie like are you kidding me? Uh, so it's like there's just no like there's no, no building of tension like the story is just like kind of just in your face like you know everything nothing's hidden and they just basically were like let's have dinosaurs run around destroy stuff and you know people pay to see it the gang's all here yeah. velociraptors <laughs> the T-Rex is back oh yeah T- first the off, park is gone first off the, <laughs> the funny thing is is like the T-Rex is basically like the T-Rex just makes cameos now dude it's like it's like all this stuff's happening you're doing and a really poor and job then, of selling me on this on watching this movie <laughs> i now. want you to see it man but the t-rex is just like it's like um jack nicholson in the end of his career where he's just like popping up in movies like so and then another thing too is that dude they're just like blatant remakes like the first Jurassic World is basically like a remake of the first Jurassic Park, right? There's a park with dinosaurs. Shit goes awry. Dinosaurs take over. This one, you know, whatever park's gone, we have to go in to to save the dinosaurs or, you know, do whatever we have to do with the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs make it back to the mainland. It's like that's Lost World. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I saw some guy at the screening with like a Lost World t-shirt, which you really don't see. And it was like, this is like perfect. Like this is fitting. You know, the irony to me is that the real, I don't want to call it an actual sequel, the same spiritual, I think the same spirit animal sequel for Jurassic Park was really um, Westworld on HBO. Hear me out. No, no, I, I, I get where you're going. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hear yeah. me out. Like, it was also a Michael Crichton book. Right. Um, well, it was a Michael Crichton movie from the 70s, right? right? Um, the title is also, in some ways, and the concept behind it almost harkens back to the same, I guess, like, like I guess, like, scientific concept. Right. You know, whereas with Jurassic World dealt with, uh, you know, it, it was a very modern Prometheus type of story that deals with man, uh, you know, like or a very modern Frankenstein right. uh, story that deals with what happens when you see, uh, when, when you play play God and then it lashes out at you, which they say multiple times in Jurassic Park, right? Right. That's what happens. Um, Westworld, same thing, right? Where it's humans playing God, but the ramifications are only like, or even in some ways worse, because now you're uh, creating you're, you're creating um, robots, artificial intelligence that is now becoming uh, that's now starting to sense and feel things, right, right? Right. So to me, that like the same, I call it the spirit, the spirit sequel, just because just because um, the the thesis are there, it's all based on like you know uh, you know Frankenstein right. in a lot of ways, right? But it said it's, it uses the concept of a, a theme park or a park or a contained environment right. as a um, as it's kind of like a canvas for this allegory. You know, I, you know, if 
Westworld on HBO got to the point of like how it is on, you know, Fallen Kingdom, I'd probably stop watching it. <laughs> I would hope so, Jordan. You know. The thing is, too, is that like at least like the previous sequels, like the Jurassic Park sequels, were like actual sequels. So like Lost World, right? Was yeah, I know, I know and and as as bad as Lost World is, at least you know that like that's still Spielberg. And like so like the T Rex scene with the trucks, like that builds tension. Like yeah. those scenes are still you know like amazingly crafted so even though the script's not good like he was just he you know uh every scene was still like directed to a t because it was spielberg and I, i'm very much a jurassic park 3 apologist i enjoy the film <laughs> i don't think it's bad but these are like obvious remakes and they were like how can we remake it but like keep it a sequel like keep the world going so even in in that respect i think it's kind of like a slap in the face yeah because they're just like blatant remakes yeah. of jurassic park and lost world so like if the next one you know some kid gets lost on uh one of the islands and they have to like go back and find him and then shit goes awry again like that's jurassic park 3 yeah. you know what i'm saying like, so this is going to lead us to like several of of several there's several, several scenarios right um, and I don't want to talk about that reveal that you were talking about. Right, I'm trying right. not to spoil it here, but it, it was... It was right. But, you know, I, either this is going to lead to some type of uh, Dino Riders-esque uh, reboot. <laughs> in which... In We've which, already spoken about yes. this, and I want it badly. <laughs> right, or um, there was that book series, uh, Dinotopia. <laughs> <laughs> can I say something? If Jurassic World can somehow... Become oh, Dinotopia? <laughs> no, 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 become Dino Riders, like pull a crazy like shift and turn into Dino Riders... I give more credit in the world. I, make, I feel like it's me going there. Watch that movie. I, I feel again. like it's going there, man. Like, I mean, I think the thing that got to me was the whole Chris Pratt being able to um talk, become like the the, like, the raptor whis whisperer. Raptor. Yeah, you know, like that. That was really like, like all right, like we're really, you know, we're, we're we are one. With the, we are one with the with the uh, the clone dinosaurs. You know, <laughs> like we're going there. Like we're really going. there. We're gonna get pr Chris Pratt and all the pretty raptors. <laughs> 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 you know, like, oh, like I, I mean, I mean, I, I think even in um, I, you know, it was going that direction, but it's just like you know, I, I think I said said this to you where um, if you ever watch any of those cartoons from the '90s, right? Like they, they would always make cartoons after major blockbuster releases right. for like shows, right? And there was one for Godzilla that right. I remember very distinctly, and yeah, a lot, Godzilla was um, critically panned when it came out. I kind of enjoyed it. As ridiculous uh, you're talking about the Roland Emmerich. Yeah, episode. it's one of those movies. It's not a good movie, but I can watch. Like when it's on cable, like I'll watch it. But it's because it's, it's kind of like mildly entertaining. It's mildly entertaining. And the thing that gets to me is that how could you objectively look at that and be like, the movie is so bad, right? But be able to stomach fucking mindless sequels for Jurassic Park at this point. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's ludicrous that like they made. They, they Jurassic Parkified Godzilla. Right. That I understand. Right. Fair enough, you know. But we're we're so far gone. We're so far past that that it's almost like I can watch like a movie like you know the, the ninety it was ninety eight that it came out yeah. right ninety eight Godzilla and be like this is all right. This is like mildly entertaining. This is there's some there's some points in here that I actually kind of enjoyed. Right. You know. Um. But yeah. So they had they did a cartoon for Godzilla based on the ninety eight Godzilla, uh, and. I remember it because like the drawing style and animation was very similar to other cartoons that had come out at the time, and like you know, if, to make it more to cater it to make it more um, in, like make it feasible for children, you know, you have to make Godzilla the good guy, right? Right. So you know, like Godzilla is working with this team of scientists now and stuff like that. So like you know, the 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 guy in like the movie is now like the the Godzilla whisperer, right? <laughs> so. When I when I see Chris Pratt like talking to like Velociraptors and shit, I'm like, yo, they're just really going in that direction now. We're like, you know, like we like to make it more appealing for for you to sell more toys or to like make it more family friendly. Like he's like, you know, riding a Harley Davidson with his fucking Velociraptor family. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's just a pretense. Oh, dude, they, 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 just, they, like, just that alone, right? To me, was just like I think you've destroyed everything. <laughs> Jurassic Park like, was supposed to represent exactly. There's this point in the movie. Yeah, you're laughing because the more you think about it, oh, the more man. ludicrous it becomes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's a point in in Jurassic uh, <laughs> World, Fallen Kingdom, whatever the hell it's called, where this this kid's like he's like this nerdy kid, and he's like 
to, he's talking to Chris, Chris Pratt and he's like, we're not the same guy. And he's like, do you like something? I don't, I don't remember the exact line, but he like asks him something and he's like, yeah. And you know what? I've also ridden on a motorcycle with Raptors. And I was like, no way. They brought it back. Like, Why would he reference that? It was so ridiculous, man. Um, no, it's true, man. Like, it's so far gone from, like, what the original <laughs> Jurassic Park was trying to do. It, uh, you know, I don't, it I don't, I'm not sure it can be saved. Yeah. Nor should it be saved. Yeah. <laughs> put it, like, put your neck on the T-Rex, put your foot on the T-Rex's neck and uh, end it. Yeah. Whoever makes it universal. I don't even remember who makes it anymore. <laughs> I think it was universal at one point. Uh, anyway, so I, I'd say skip that. You know what you should see, though? Get out there and see Won't You Be My Neighbor. Mm -hmm. I saw that too. And definitely, uh, you know, tear jerker. Okay. <laughs> I got to say, I fought it. I was like, this is not going to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> but then when they said um, that Mr. Rogers was a car-carrying Republican his whole life, the waterworks came in. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan just got that. <laughs> I sent you a picture of... Uh uh, Mr. Rogers meeting George W. Bush the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I had no idea he was like a lifelong Republican. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you're it listening to this sense, now, though. this is no reason to hate this man. He was yeah. like genuinely like one of like the nicest human beings you've ever met in your life. He yeah. Just... I mean, the, the thing is, though, is that, you know, when we talk about identity politics from that era on, mm -hmm. I think what what happened really was like the conflation of like white male identity with you know the Republican Party. Right. That's where you start to see the more alarming elements of it. But I think the other side of it too is that um, that was you know when it come, when it came to Christian values and you know things of that nature like that kind of went along with like maybe not like white male identity but like you know. Um, wholesome American, what was perceived as wholesome American. Yeah, I mean, look at he was an ordained minister. Right? Exactly, like, exactly. I mean, and his family, they were like all Republican. Like it's just like he kind of like you know was if, bred into it. Yeah, if you if you read about James Comey's background, it's like probably very similar. You know right. what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if he was a I think he was a theologian too as well mm -hmm. before he became a lawyer. Right. Um, but like you read his background, like New England. Like I'm talking about James Comey now. I know right, it's right. kind of like a, I know there's like a weird change, but if like when you think of a, a gray-haired white guy that probably wears a cardigan <laughs> and is really and has a nice demeanor, uh, usually think of Mr. Rogers. For some reason, I, I right now I'm thinking of James. <laughs> for some Comey. reason, Jordan Jing thinks of James, James Jing Comey, who's now an independent because of everything that transpired <laughs> right. in the last three years, right? So, dude, how great would it be if like you know he was like running for office and like. His ads were just like him putting on the cardigan, <laughs> tying on. Yeah, his well, sneakers. it makes you wonder, like, if 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 Mr. Rogers was alive now, like, how would he feel about all this? Right. You know, um, I think I know how he feel. But you know, you think about it's funny. You think about all the the the, the men from like that particular generation too. Like, mm -hmm. often I also think of um, you know, like John Glenn, who was a Democrat, right? You know, who you know went into outer space and was also a lifelong senator too and he like died like at the end of 2016 you know all the people that you know you, i would say had like the experience to like rise up against it are slowly like <laughs> fading, fading away yeah. and it's sad you know um and it's and then you look at a guy like mr rogers it's like damn like if he was around to experience this now he'd probably be like, like i think he would totally like you know have to tear up the republican card Oh, of course, dude. Especially like what uh, I, I think he would have been way out like from the beginning. But let's just say for whatever reasons, like if Mr. Rogers was alive and he had, like clung on to the Republican Party this long, like as soon as he saw the stuff with the kids, the, the immigration stuff with like putting these kids, it, it, it would like his head would have exploded. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I I, I think uh, get out there and see. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? Because you know documentaries don't get enough support, and uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Some like amazing footage of him, like way early in his career too, like from like the mid nineteen sixties and stuff like wow. right? from when the show first began and stuff like that. Right. Um, also, if you want to watch a movie that involves dinosaurs and possible uh, tears coming down your eyes. Uh, I recommend watching The Good Dinosaur. It's a Pixar, it's a Pixar movie from 2015. I do not recommend watching The Good Dinosaur. Uh, this is very much a split <laughs> within the 8 a.m. shift here. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I think it's he gonna... should be like now playing on JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the best Pixar movie, but I, I watched it on my way back from LA, and I was baffled at how much of a Christian values movie this was. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a. It's about a. It's about a scared little Dino boy who experiences some some life changing events and becomes Dino Man <laughs> by Dino the end of the movie. Man. You know. <laughs> Having to deal with uh, uh, renegade outlaws to having to befriend people, uh, indigenous, indigenous, <laughs> other indigenous uh, species out in the, out in the frontier, you know, uh, in order to survive. It's about making your peace with the wilderness <laughs> and making your peace with yourself. That's what the good dinosaur. Essay done. (laughs) That movie sucked. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually, no, I I enjoyed the first half of that film, and then as it, like, got into, like, more (laughs) country, like, I don't know. So the the, the main T-Rex, Butch, uh, I forgot the guy's actual actor's name, but his voice, he modeled his voice after Johnny Cash. (laughs) Um... The fa- Jeffrey Wright who put no Jeffrey no, no, Wright played the, the, no, right the Jeffrey Wright was the uh, the father right there was right. a father I think brontosaurus or whatnot, which it's funny because I guess connecting this to the earlier point, he's also the star of Westworld right right <laughs> and this comes out this is before Westworld came out so yeah. uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, Anna Paquin is also a uh, southern Midwestern T Rex. It's just so Which weird, is funny, man. given her. Like, but she always, she always has like that, 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 that voice, that accent, that always like, right. you know, she always puts on for it. Um, I just, it just lost me, man. I remember when the T Rexes came up speaking like, you know, cowboys or something. Yeah, I no, like, I was like, I was like I looking was like, at my girlfriend, like, yo, this movie's about rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie's about rednecks and and like people that would otherwise want to build a wall. <laughs> Which is why you loved it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess. The main thing here is I got to tell you to stop watching movies on tiny screens, man. He just watches movies on... Oh, yeah. I watched Blade Runner 2049, finally. On an airplane, though. Like, <laughs> I feel ridiculous. bad about that. It's like, that's one of the most visually, visually stunning films in the last, like, five years. Yeah, it is. And you're watching it on an airplane. <laughs> Guy next to you's got the window open. Kids, like, waving something in your peripheral vision. And you're trying to watch <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Come on, man. You got to step your game up. I know. Um, and I finished that only to watch uh steve mcqueen's uh bullet so i basically just watched a bunch of movies about honorable white men there you go man you know <laughs> anyway bullet's a great movie though uh bullet's bullet's incredible i mean bullet's like an old time classic, classic yeah. and also has like some of the greatest like car chase sequences oh, yeah. ever oh, yeah um Again, I'm I'm mad that you watched it on a plane for the first time. <laughs> There's no speaking to you. You're either watching movies on planes or on your uh, iPhone on the train. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> that'll lead us into hard <laughs> turn into an uh, interview we got coming up with a good buddy of mine from uh, Brooklyn College, Alexander uh, Etzeata. He's got a really cool... Um, uh, a web series now called Otis, which premiered at South by, but uh, he's working on some other cool things. And we got uh, he came in and did an interview for us, yes, yes, he did. Cool, so right. uh, here he is. Here he is. So we got to sit down with a very special guest, Alexander Xiaxe. And Alex, what's your what's your title? How do you like want to be known or you know addressed? How you want as? to be known as yeah. on the eight AM shift podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can call me A E. You can call me Alex. Don't Alexander Xiaxe. As long as you remember my name. You know what so. I'm gonna call you, man? Henry. <laughs> my twin brother yeah uh, so i i i, I, don't, uh, I never i actually never told jordan this but uh like me uh alex is a twin yes, <laughs> so yes, his brother, yes. how's your brother doing by the way he's doing good he's doing good i haven't seen him yeah. in a while yeah it was probably so the first good. time i ever saw his brother it's like a twin thing it's like twin tuition it's like the right, first right. time i ever saw his brother on brook because he went to brooklyn college with us uh, I like stopped, looked at him, and I was like, "You're not Alex." Like I knew immediately there was something. <laughs> and I was like, "You're not Alex." <laughs> and what did he say? He was just like, "No, nah, how'd you know?" He, he said, like, "How did you like, know?" Yeah, he was like, "I'm his brother." I'm his brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was just some off, dude. Some off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, we got, uh, in case if you haven't gathered uh, from this very beginning, uh, Alex and I went to, to Brooklyn College together yes, since we did. then. We've been working in film, doing just, our thing. Just two years ago, damn. Yeah, man, <laughs> two years ago. We're, we're not older or anything. Man, not, yeah, man. Getting uh, young by the dick. So, uh, but Alex has been, you know, we've all been working in the right, field, right. like doing our thing, freelancing, bouncing around, doing whatever, but Alex has been slaying it, making shorts, doing, working on web series, all kind of stuff. So uh, I guess I'll start with that. Uh, tell us a little bit about Otis. Uh, you had a web series, Otis, that uh, premiered at South by, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, man. Like, how did it come about? And uh, maybe then we'll, I guess we'll roll on from there. Well, um, Otis actually started as a feature-length screenplay. All right. So he just, I did the first draft just a year or two ago. Right. And, you know, as you know, I'm at NYU Grad Films. Right. So I was like, hmm, how do I, how do I get this project out? So that I can like at least play with it, right? You know, play with the different ideas I have for the project. So right. I said, you know what? Being that you know, as you know, when you go to grab films, you gotta do shorts. So I decided to do um, a web series, right? You know, because it's pretty popular now. You right, know, everybody's right. doing that. So I said, mm. then I can be like, I don't have to do the whole film. Try to do the whole thing, so I could just take little parts of it. Right, right, right. 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 So I said. Let me do uh let me do two episodes. And I shot two episodes at NYU Grad Films and then it will premiere at South by Southwest. There you go, yeah, man. I remember yeah. when you first posted that, I was like, What? It was great. It was a great opportunity. But man. it's uh yeah, no, man, but we all like freak out. I remember I was like, you know, like guys we knew, like Luis and all of us, we were like, yo, you're in my Alex, man, he's a southpaw, he's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like magic, we were like because we were like proud that you got there, but we were like, damn, we wish we could go out there and like go see it and like hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Yeah, that's what's uh, up. I've been out to Austin a few times, but never for South by, and I love the town. Dude. Oh, so it was great. Yeah. I had a great time down there. We spent like what I think spent like five days. We had like, you know, I actually got signed down there too. Right, right. You know. You oh, know did what? you? Yeah. yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> I guess I, 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 don't, I was just saying you don't have to go that, into the details. I sense know. the hesitance. <laughs> you, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> he said that. <laughs> I was, uh, he was I like, "Sorry, but uh, uh, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say." It's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. But, yeah, but that was fun. You know, it was a, it was a magical week. Let's just say that. That's dope, man. Like, um, Life changing opportunities happened that week. So, so let me ask. So, like, when you were doing the web series for Otis, mm-hmm. right? Um, how? How did you pick like what parts of this like feature length script you decided to like bring into the web series? Because that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so we um, what I did is I I picked something that can start, right, middle and end, right, in, in a short amount of time, right, right. Because if I picked certain uh, something else that's not gonna that's might be engaging but it doesn't have like a beginning middle or end it's not gonna work right so i picked certain scenes where it had a beginning middle and end right whether and the characters can, can be introduced the story can be at least introduced to, and they familiarize with right it a little bit you know right. so th- that's that's how i chose it everybody's taking series. notes now like web series <laughs> yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i'm not no web series you know my first web series. You right, know, right, right, right. So. But you did pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. My first uh, web series. So, yeah. uh, so talk about like, uh, yeah. uh, well, one, you're, you're acting in it, which uh, yes. as long as I've known you, you've acted in a lot of your stuff. At yes, least. yes, I, uh, yes, yes, thanks. Um, but also like, how'd you go about like funding that? and? Okay, that? well, we we did a Kickstarter. We right. raised... Um, oh, that's right. I do remember Yeah, yeah we did a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. We raised $8,000. Um, nice. We were able to fund that and used, you know, a couple of people gave us some money as well. Right. Along the line. So, and then we just shot the two episodes. And then how like, uh, walk me around. Cause like anything I've done, I was like, I'm never going to put myself in front of the screen. Like, how do you <laughs> tell that line of like acting in front of the screen, but also like directing the thing and putting it together. But as you know, I've done a couple of yeah, yeah, I know. So you. it's <laughs> not my first time doing it. So it's, it's gotten a lot easier over the years. Right. Cause it, um, you know, early on, it's just you trying to do it. But now it's like I understand where I'm supposed to be. Right, right. 
to prepare. I need a lot of time beforehand. Right, right. If I don't have that kind of preparation, I will not do it. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Why hop in if you can't be ready for exactly. it? Exactly. So you got to prepare. I got to right. prepare at least two, three months before I right. hop into the seat. So it, uh, after the um, after the Otis, you uh, and I think it's to believe it's through NYU, but you can correct me. Now you're you're part of uh, Spike's uh, like Spike's uh, student. It's like a student grant or something. Yeah, explain so a little bit about it. Cause so I, basically, um, Spike gives out um, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. <laughs> this is the part where like all the Brooklyn College people who know Alex are like. Of course he went to NYU, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spike Lee's... <laughs> no, Spike Lee's a, good, is a dope dude. You know, I, I've had a... Um, we sat down. He actually has watched all my work. Oh, has oh, he? Wow. All my work. What? So it's like, he actually sit down and tell me which one he likes, which one he thinks is cool, right. you know what I'm saying? And which one he really likes, you know? And right. He, he took a liking to the screenplay, the first draft of the screenplay. Right, right. The oldest screenplay. Yeah, the oldest screenplay. Right. Yeah, oldest screenplay. So he really loved it, and he saw he saw the scenes that I used out of the um right out of the screenplay, and he said, "Yeah, you should go shoot this. Why why waste why are you wasting your time?" Right, right, right. right so right. he gave me a nice grant. Nice, nice big grant. That's crazy. You know, so <laughs> what's it like? <laughs> so what's it like when you go in the room and you got like Spike, like, <laughs> like just like in the personal we, interviews or his class? Just like, like class. in the personal interviews, was it like weird? Just like sitting. The down first time was weird. After that, it's like talking to an old buddy. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> an old, uh, old buddy just chilling because he, you know, he's very, he's you know honest. He's very yeah, honest. Yeah. You know, he's literally told people, you know. Your stuff is trash. Right, right. <laughs> no, seriously. So the fact that he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like growing. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> you know, that's like a, grow, a growing review right there. Right, so, right, right. But, nah, but yeah, it was, it's been great, man. I'm happy to have somebody like that behind my Right, right. corner and it's cool because like he's got he's ha he himself is like having this i don't want to say comeback because like he's always like making oh stuff, yeah but with uh, the the i was even watching it today again the black klansman trailer yeah. and i was like yo this looks like spike like, he showed he showed me pieces of it oh you well. got to see pieces of oh, yeah, we, got to see pieces. <laughs> we didn't get to see the whole film because right, right. he was still editing right but he showed me pieces of it and he had it stars john John David Washington, JD. right? Yeah, uh, That's Denzel Washington's Denzel's son. son. Yeah, 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 we met in Sundance Labs as well. Right, he's great, great actor. Right. You know, and you know, he got some heat with that man. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, I feel this is gonna I mean, be the one. That, you like, could put say Spike Lee's coming back with that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yeah, like, definitely, he's definitely coming yeah, back. Yeah, with yeah. That. Spike's been like for me. It's like I, I grew up loving Spike, right? oh, especially like growing up in course. New York. Yeah. But like. You know, like the last decade or so, and I'm not listen. I'm never gonna play Spike, but like I just haven't been on board with a couple of the films. <laughs> I'm saying, man. It's like it's, I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. But um, I but, mean, you but know, I saw that. Just, just like, I think more so because he puts out a lot of work. Right. But you want to know what the thing? I and I this is the respect I always give Spike is that even if you don't like something of his, he's always experimenting and doing Yeah, he's stuff. always He doesn't stay stagnant, like, making the same film all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. it's like that gets boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he tries different things, so and sometimes it ain't going to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I feel like not a lot of people really reacted to his review and respected all those social media when he gets a place like Right. Mm -hmm. But um, the fact that you have these concepts where people are essentially fighting bullshit Right. I thought it was a really interesting idea. Like I watched it and I was enthralled by the whole thing. Right, right. Chirac's actually one of the one the more recent ones that actually got like a lot of like good critic reviews yeah. for the movie. I actually fun, enjoyed so. that one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, it's I like a Chirac. Poetic type, you know. Um no, it's definitely that's, salute. That's funny. Oh my goodness. I can't. Yeah, no, I've never been a huge Nick Cannon. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't talk bad about these guys. Why, man? man? You, can, you can have your no, opinion. You Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon's okay. He's cool. He's cool. No, no. Alex, uh, Alex loves him. Loves him. No, more. I won't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I won't say that. I'm just trying not, you know, <laughs> not to blow you up with Spike. <laughs> uh, no, Spike is good, man. I mean, 
I've told Spike about some of his movies back in the day. So he yeah, knows, and the you thing know, is, is like, like, even like if he's gonna be honest with you, I'm sure he wants you to be honest yeah, exactly. with him. Like he so don't want you know, like kissing his ass. Yeah, right? Of course, I don't do that. Yeah. But, but see, that's number one what I don't do. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> they left that one in the bag. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's funny, though. Uh, I like She Hate Me more than Miracle of St. Anne. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to leave Spike alone because I, I love Spike, man. And actually, like, very early on, like, films that weren't critically, like, uh, accepted of his, say something like a Girl 6 or something. I love Girl, Girl 6. Girl 6 is dope, Girl you know. Awesome, man. Malcolm X. I mean, it's critical. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's critically accepted. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, no. So that that's dope, though, man. So like, yeah. I guess we'll uh, let me. So like, with the way uh, Hollywood's having like this like crazy like sea change now, right? Like we're seeing like a lot more female directors, a lot more African American directors oh, yes, like, getting yes. opportunities. Uh, I mean, I could I could I could put something on that. Like, um, you know. I premiered at the same time like Black Panther took up. Right, right. Took up. Right. So I think yeah, it's <laughs> you know what? Let me finish. It's not even it's not even a what call it trying to give give ups to me. Right. It's more so this where where it's going when they see black success. Right. They seem to like, hmm, right. let's see who's next. Right. right. So, let's, okay. I think that's what happened with um with with Otis, like everybody's like, oh, you know, right, because right, we got right. a lot, of, like, I got a lot of cause off of that, which like, is which is awesome, dude. Because there was a yeah. point where it it didn't matter, even if something was successful, it was just seen as like sort of like one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the norm, and now it's like, no, 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 yeah, you got Creed, you got yes, uh, Get Out, you got Black Panther, you, you know, just keep going, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that's I'm right, hoping that's right, next right, up. Right, I mean, we got. Um, sorry to bother you too. Yeah, dude, which I'm, I'm dying to see, man. Which is, t- which is coming out uh, too. So there's a lot of good black material. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, but I you love know. Atlanta. You know. Jordan's the show you should watch. Yeah. <laughs> I like busting Jordan Atlanta's shots. Atlanta's definitely, he, definitely great. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was watching it before me, and then I binged it and like blew past him. So oh, now wow. I'm always like, yo, dude, you should watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good show, though. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I love it. Atlanta, to me, is probably one of the best yeah. written shows on television. Like, not only now, but like possibly ever, dude. Because it's a show that pulls no punches, right? It's a show about a community that uh you know uh, that uh, that exists and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't try to shine like any kind of fake light on that right it's gotcha. it's like it's like it's the like only light it shines it. it's exactly what that community that's is that's good right? i mean and i love that so uh and like we're i said like fact, in a conscious state so yeah. everything's the, conscious right and now. the fact that not only can he show you right like these parts of atlanta but mm-hmm. then also just tell you like awesome stories like while he's doing it because mm-hmm. it's like it's not only is it like these real stories like you know he's trying to be a successful rapper or but then they do stuff like the Teddy Perkins episode right which is just like real creepy almost horror esque episode right? okay, I didn't so, get to that yet right so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn dude you gotta get the Teddy Perkins <laughs> but then I'm, like I'm, I'm gonna get to it this summer right, right. but then like the uh, like the barbershop episode which is just like dude I was in tears watching that episode oh, wow. like cracking okay. up dude <laughs> So it was like, it's a uh, to me, it's one of the best shows on television. Oh, but sure, I got I got so much respect for the dude, man. Yeah, 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 yeah he's, he's been doing he's a lot uh, of good things. He's been killing it. Childish Gambino now. <laughs> <laughs> he got, you know. Although I hear he's like he, I heard was reading some interview or heard an interview where he was like, you know, I might do like one more album and then I'm kind of done with the Childish Gambino thing because he was like, as an artist, like I want to keep doing different things. And uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm like misquoting him. But maybe like he does something different. I heard. Yeah, he was like, I want to move on and like do other things, like more writing, directing, stuff like that. So oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He only do more music. Uh, he, you know, he may, but he may do it in some mm, different way. Maybe interesting. Not as child. He's just getting as good as you know. He's just getting. You know, he's keep moving up. <laughs> you know, he's just <laughs> moving up yeah, right yeah. now. To yeah, a point yeah. where, you know, I hear that. Uh, so uh, tell us. Um, so when you, so when you were doing Otis. Uh, like, to give us any, like, trials and tribulations, like, during the shoot. Like, you had any, like, because you're shooting in a mental hospital. No, or was it, like, a former mental well, hospital? Well, like, yeah, basically, was, it's a place. It's, I would assume it's it was, not, like, a functioning mental We had, half of it was function. Half of it was, um, obviously it's a hospital. Right, right, a clinic, right, right. With right, a health right. clinic. So, half of it is not, they just close. It's a closed down area. Right, and right. We can, and we can shoot there. So, All that's right. why we were able to shoot there. 
And was there anything like like how you how you you just like basically like put out feelers, found it like how how that work out? Oh no no, I had a um producer who worked there be who shot there before. Oh all right, and that was you know. So uh, what uh what's like your next step? So you did these two episodes, right? They More than anything, um, just to fall back, like Otis is really about um this guy who's schizophrenic, right? And um, he's trying to get, he's basically trying to um, create create a diversion at the psych ward. Right. And trying to get out the psych ward. So he's basically like trying to break out. He's trying to break out. Right, right. And at the same time, he's trying to get his his ex fiance and daughter back in his life. Okay. So. Well, yeah. what, what, uh, what led you to like writing this story? Like oh, that? it was based on um, a family experience. Oh, all right. So it's a, a, I mean, no, a little bit of, not too much. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Just a little salt there, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, but yeah. yeah. Some truth. Some truth. A little bit of, you know. Sprinkle a little a, fiction on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, Sprinkle yeah, yeah. a little bit of fiction. So <laughs> it's about, it's about a family member and how he's fight, he's always fighting for his life back. Right, right. Like consistently fighting right. for his same old life back, you know right. what I'm saying? So that's what inspired the film. So it's about an um, individual because, you know, mental illness on TV, I, I never really see it really done realistically. Right, right. So I wanted to do it realistic because at the end of the day, I wanted to show it as a human being. Right, right, right. You know, where he's having these episodes. Right. You know? And that's really why I did Otis. It's cool to, like, hear you, like, say that you wanted to, like, you had this film about, like, a family member, but you also wanted to make sure you handled that with a certain amount, amount of, care. of care. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Which is cool. You know, and it, it got a lot of humor to it, too, and uh, um, it's intense as well. Right, right. You know, I like intensity, so. And realistic. Right, right. More than anything. So I wanted to um, show... A realistic experience. Right. You know, it's not good. It's not only good. It's not only bad, but it's so that everybody can relate. Right, right, right. You know? Right. So, nice. Yeah, it's cool. So how much, how much, I know in the Kickstarter you mentioned that you, you drew from personal experience, and I know you just mentioned, like, a family member that went through something mm-hmm. that kind of inspired this or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, was there any other, like, um, experiences like outside of that or stuff from day to day that you saw that just kind of like drew you closer to this is know? basically him being like yo did you put any New York roots in this thing? <laughs> well more than anything I, I um I visited a lot of psych wards right, right at the right. time so that drawed a lot into it which I'm gonna do a lot more research depth, right, depth right, research right. this summer which I'm doing at the moment nice dude. but yeah that drawed a lot into it and mm-hmm. obviously we made Otis very New York. Right. right, right. <laughs> it's definitely a New York movie. It's a Brooklyn movie, actually. So, yeah, and a lot of we have a lot of great characters in it. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, it has it's yeah. heavy on a, a lot of characters. So, uh, yeah. are any of the because uh, uh, I, I guess I've only seen the trailers for Otis. Are any of the some of the actors you worked with previously in Otis? Yeah, yeah. We got. Um, I don't know if you remember. You remember? Of course, you remember him. Do you remember the Wensley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, plays yeah. Ryan. Oh, all he right, plays right, his right. friend. He <laughs> plays his friend, in a, and he plays Otis' friend. Who he's the sane one, and in, in in episode one, right? Um, we have who else? We have Paul, who plays um, who plays Martin. Mm. A little role, but he was in Abidjan. Abidjan, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. played the father in Abidjan. Yeah, so. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I, I remember an Abidjan. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Noticed, but, uh, So yeah. like, I, I, I guess uh, we always got to get in some like uh, nerd, nerd questions and this. Go stuff ahead. Here. So, go ahead. Uh, what do you think of Black Panther, man? <laughs> man, I love Black Panther. What so, do you think about it, dude? I loved it, man. <laughs> but, but this is the big question now. So it was like for me, like Marvel's been like basically knocking it out, like every mo- like. The last, let's say, like year, like year or two, like every movie is just like bam, 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 like knocking it out, knocking it out. So it was like Black Panther came out, and I was like, "Yo, can it get much better than that?" And then I saw Infinity War, and I was like, "Hold a minute." <laughs> so like, wh- uh, did you see Infinity War? Of course. Where do you? Where? I loved Infinity War. I thought Black Panther was better though. It's funny because, so both of them, one of the things I do, I think the f- both films do fantastically is is um 
build the villain, right? So exactly. both films villain almost better than the hero in it. Yes, that's exactly. Extent, that's right? definitely. Thanos wasn't the wasn't the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Jordan, what are you trying to tell us? <laughs> I mean, he was the guy throughout the whole movie. Right? Right? That was his movie. But they, I feel like me. there was something about Thanos that just like maybe that gave him like the slight edge for me, man. Maybe it's like the film ending like on his face and that. Like. So for anyone listening right now, just think about it this way. Thanos can resurrect both the Black Panther and Killmonger. So, so mm. comic book fans, ask yourself this. <laughs> who should you really be rooting for in the Avengers series? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Think about it that way. It's funny because like, a lot of people were like, yo, we want Killmonger to come back. Like We want him to be He's alive. He's probably going to so come I'm back. I'm wondering if- like, I mean, I, I heard uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of it. Right. He's talking about bringing Michael B. Jordan back, so- like how do you do that that's crazy <laughs> like, I mean, uh, you do it all the time I right? mean it's true you're you're absolutely right they do it all the time you know there's another three more Thor movies with Loki in it. <laughs> true, you know like true. to be honest I, if they if they brought uh Michael B Jordan back I love it man I thought he was a great villain man <laughs> like, when he died. I think but for for one thing though I think they need to um focus a little bit more on the black on Black Panther himself, right, right, bit, right, for the next one. Yeah, because this movie was like the obviously you get him, but since they had set him up a little bit in other movies, it was more about like setting up Michael B. Jordan and just like Wakanda itself. Exactly, yeah, it was yeah, more yeah. so that than it was just setting him up. Right, right, which right. I think is important if they want to continue it and make it stronger. Right, where right. we have a second part with him because I I, I love this Black Panther because of the female characters as right, well. Right. But for the second one, I think they need to set him up a little bit more. Which I agree. It was like now that they've done this film where yeah. they like set up the world, they mm-hmm. set up, uh, you know, his, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the female guard, the, oh. the, but they set them up. Per, uh, yeah. So, you know, everybody loved them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, let's get like an in-depth like Black Panther. Yes, let's like, get an in-depth cool. guy. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it was great setup where we had, you know, it has so many good characters. Mm-hmm. And another guy, what's his name? Whoop. Um, Duke Winston Duke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He Locked went to my junior high school. Get out of here, man! It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> that's, like, he, uh, <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> I know. I know someone that went to college with him. Funny uh, oh yeah, yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, he went. He went to my junior high school. Like you know, did that's he? Just crazy. Did, that's he, crazy. I think he dude. spent some time in Buffalo, like in college. I didn't know. That. I didn't know him prior to that. Right, I, just, right. I didn't even remember until somebody told me, and they said, "Oh yeah, he used to." And then I'm like, "Oh shit!" To be honest, a lot of people actually think he's gonna be a really huge part of the next film, only because they're saying he may take. Not that he'll stay this way, but he may be like in sort of a villain role in, in the next film because of like some of the uh, uh, what's happened in Infinity War and so on. Yeah, he so. had a great role in there. Yeah, very yeah. good role. So like, uh, what's next for you? You got uh, you're doing uh, you're working oh, on the so script and stuff. What uh, what what's like your what, what's next? Next big thing? Oh, next big thing. Well, it's a small thing, but still kind of it's new. So I like to talk about it. It's, yeah, go it's, a, it's about it's called LP. I did a short film, and I think it's hopefully something. It's like my second year at um, NYU. Oh, I saw you post something about this yeah, recently yeah, too. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. So nice. we did that. That's that's gonna be playing very soon at some film festival. So cool, man. Yeah, so, you know. So just keeping it going. Well, yeah. we're not trying to keep the shorts going too long. But right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's that that's uh, yeah. that uh, I, that's a that's basically trying to complete my education. Right, 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 right. But I enjoyed it because it's based on a um a story detective, and I did that for a few years. Oh, like, nice, nice, yeah. nice. So it's a story detective story, and it's. It's inter- it's something interesting. You know? It's cool. You you write what you know, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming through, dude. Uh, most definitely, uh, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah no. I had a good time. Once you hit the uh, festivals, we have you come back on and do so. You know, whenever you want, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I'm what's next for me? Oh yeah, I'm I'm heading to um Denver to pitch Otis to. The 21st Century Fox. So what? Not, what? That should be good. <laughs> nice, so, dude. So that'll be next week. Oh, Monday. So dope, man. That's it, man. Best of luck, man. Yeah, yeah thank man, you very much.
<laughs> Mondays, I'm, I'm gonna be at work on Monday. That's what I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> You'd be like reading emails from me, like, right. oh god, what, what do you want to book on what time? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shoot, I'm gonna be editing the 8 a.m. shift podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me when it's playing, yeah. so I'll, I'll pass you the link, dude. All right, yeah. Cool, pass me the link. I, nice. I, I, I spread it, lo- spread some love on my on my on my wall. Whatever. Nice man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. No and, problem. Uh, I guess the shift is out. Yeah, right? Shift is All out. Right. Cool. Be safe. Mm-hmm.